my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Hello, welcome to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast from Beach Commute. You have got all three of us here today. You've got Diego and Jeff and me. Diego's wearing a fun little elf hat, I'm told. I thought it was a Santa elf hat. hat. It looks like a Santa hat, but nah, we hat. are... <laughs> oh, I thought it was a Santa hat, too. What? I didn't, I didn't realize elves had... Ha- I didn't actually realize that. Yeah, it's, that po- it's pointy. It's, Santa does not oh, have a pointy hat. Oh, they get pointy hats. All right, yeah. Santa gets the floppy hat. That's 30 plus years into life. We're learning new things, Jeff, but we are in the holiday spirit today because it is the end of 2021. We're getting to the end of of the year. And today we actually wanted to take a look back at our 2021 travels because we've been to some epic places, guys, even though it's been a weird travel year with COVID. um, We've had some fun experiences, but we also like to be really honest here and share the highs and the lows with you guys. So today you get a kind of a 2021 year in review from the three of us. So we're just going to jump right in kind of rapid fire question. So I'm going to start. Um, the question, first question is the favorite destination that you either visited or lived in this year. So Diego, I'm starting with you. What was yours? Okay. Favorite destination that I visited this year. I'm, I think I'm going to go with Cape Town. Of course. So we just, so we just uh, published your episode all about Cape Town. So if you want to know more about Diego's love of that, he's there now. You can listen um, for all the, the detailed reasons why. And Jeff, what about you? Dude, back to Medellin. Every time. <laughs> I never, heard that was this year. Never fails. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we stayed in a mansion with, with a movie theater. So I... <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was like the prime of COVID time. Amazing. Yeah. At, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, back to Medellin again. Round number three for me. Still holding true. Love it. Man, one of your favorites. Still been. Uh, mine was a little town called Las Catalinas in Costa Rica. It's a special place mm. for me and my family. But I spent two months this year and had about um, 20 different friends kind of rotating in and out in this, this big giant house on the beach. And it was fun because some of my college friends actually came to visit, like, who don't normally nomad, but it was during COVID. So uh-huh. they got to join. It was fun. All right. And I just love the beach, love little beach towns. All right, next question. Your least favorite destination that you lived in or visited this year? We'll start with Jeff. This is going to be controversial. <laughs> and nobody's going to agree with me. Florence. Florence, Italy. Okay. I'm, the expectations I'm were through time. the roof. Everybody everybody that told me about it, you're going to love Italy. You're going to love Italy. We picked out this place specific. I got there. I'm like, meh. And then when I tried to work out the internet i'm like oh hell no like four weeks of just (laughs) pure unadulterated anger and frustration florence italy bottom of the list 2021 yeah i feel like a lot of that was as a nomad you just had like we couldn't report record podcast episodes with you because you had zero wi-fi Uh in your home and had to work from a cafe so that was that was rough one one side i know we're going to try to get through this it's going to be 30 seconds all right so this is the most digital nomad moment of my life so in Florence, the walls are about a meter and a half thick of concrete, right? So you can't, there's no cell, cell signal does not go through, all right? And Wi-Fi, the infrastructure there is so shot 
that you can't actually get upload speed. So you can't hold calls in your Airbnb. So that's option one is out. Option two is out. The um, co-working spaces are a little outside of town and it's about 400 euros per month. So that's out. And then the cafes, if too many people go there because they don't have internet, it gets overloaded. So that was out. So we got this very, very long pole with a carabiner and a basket. And we put a MiFi device in it, shoved it out the window and raised the basket to the top of the roof where it could get <laughs> cell signal. And then we tethered to the MiFi device and we were able to get internet that way. Oh my God. I saw, I remember Nikki's Instagram video of that. I was dying. I've, I've never seen anything like that. So guys, that's the realities of nomad life. Make sure you check your, your, wi- your Wi-Fi and your Airbnbs before, but um, makes sense why it was your least favorite. What about you, Diego? <laughs> Oh, uh, this one was really tough because like, I, I really don't like to to sort of knock, <laughs> knock countries. Um, I Okay, I'm going to go with a specific city. We spent some time in Bucharest. And I'm saying Bucharest because we've been to a lot of really, really cool destinations this year. Um, I like really adventurous places and where there's, you know, like something that you can do all the time. There's, you know, I don't know, like go out there and do, do crazy things in nature, all, all that stuff, right? And you don't necessarily get that there. It's just more more of a built-up city. There, it has its charms. It has amazing coffee, which we'll get to later. But uh, in terms of destinations, I would say, yeah, probably probably Bucharest. But again, still definitely <laughs> worth going to Romania. Just probably choose a different city. Yes. Uh, so my least yeah. favorite, you'd think it actually might be Bucharest as well. But I had one that I disliked even more, which was <laughs> uh, Riga in Latvia. And it was probably a lot of what was <laughs> happening, but it was like getting colder in Europe. Uh, I was there. I was at the end of my Euro journey, which I was just like over, over, over all of Europe and the old towns. And then I ended up staying. We were traveling so fast. Europe's so an old town. Old, yes, yes. Oh, old Town Road, Europe. Oh, old Town Road, Europe. Have you heard of Old Town Europe? It's a place. The whole continent, yes. Um, but I ended up staying in this like basement apartment because we just weren't paying attention when we were booking things too quickly. But there was no other alternatives to stay. And at that time, they got really strict with um, with COVID. You had to have vaccine passports to go in absolutely any restaurant, cafe, to work, to do anything. And I am vaccinated, but like didn't have the right European QR code. And it was just like one thing after another of I was over it. So that was mine. All right. Number three, the most underrated or like the most surprised uh, you felt about a destination that you visited or lived in this year. So Diego, I'll start with you. All right, cool. I'm going to go with Antigua. And I feel like, all right, people are going to say, Ooh. well, you know, it's not that underrated, is it? Um, I just think I, I just didn't I expect so. it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do think a lot. One, it's going to explode. It's it's a place that uh, kind of reminds me a little bit. Yeah. Of, it has like this Bali esque vibe, but in a very Latin American way. Um, <laughs> and so it's kind of it's it's this like jung- jungly stuff happening everywhere, right? And and the cool thing about Antigua really are the ruins. It's a it's a city that kind of got yeah. stuck in time, and then it's sort of just overgrown with jungle. Um, I haven't really seen that anywhere else, and the city's still being you know super active and and functional. Um, but yeah, just a stunning place. Would love to go back. Great coffee. Mm-hmm. I got uh, I got it maybe maybe next year. It's so easy going from SFL. You're I, gonna maybe love I have to. it, Jeff. I yeah. you know, Sam was telling me that too. <clears throat> One of our friends, Sam, also digital nomad, um, was telling me I would love Antigua too. And that's so easy from SFO. I think that's gotta get slotted in for next year at some yeah. point, a couple weeks. Yeah. That's an easy one. That was um yeah. Some of my favorite um, memories we'll, we'll talk to later are definitely from Guatemala, like some of those weekend trips from Antigua too. So Antigua is a weird uh, kind of place, but I can see why that's why. that was your underrated place. place. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? Yeah. 
<laughs> what was yours? It, in perfect contrast to Italy, I'm going to say Romania. Mm. What about, that was your underrated Bucharest specifically or just the whole country? That was my, I'm, I'm going to say the whole country, but specifically Brashov. And I'm going to say Romania because, because also in perfect opposites of Italy, I had no expectations. Right. I had no idea. I didn't even, I didn't even know where I could find it on a map. If you said go find <laughs> Romania on a map, I'd, I'd just shrug. I'd, I have no idea where it is. I think most people just forget that it exists. And then you go there and find oh. out like the people are just wonderful. The coffee is, is fourth, oh gen, fourth gen coffee, oh my God. fourth tier coffee, <laughs> Unbelievable. separate podcast. Yeah. Yes, um, sure. yeah. You guys need to record that one. <laughs> uh, indeed. Indeed. Another thing. Um, yeah, just surprising. The food, the people, uh, everything to look at. Romania tops for me. Amazing. Mine is going to have to be Banksko, Bulgaria. Uh, I was expecting you nothing it of there. it. I loved it. And I was going because there was that there was a nomad festival and a bunch of my friends were there and they had all stayed longer. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, I thought you were just there for that. And like, get the hell out. What? Like, why are you there? Mm-hmm. But I could have stayed another, I was there a month, could have easily stayed another month. And just, it's like such a pleasant little like nature town, yeah. easy to live as a nomad, Wi-Fi cheap, um, great food, just all around such a surprise. And I loved it. So rare for you to say that you would stay anywhere a month. That's saying <laughs> a lot. And other than it's not even a beach a town, like yeah. that says yeah. a lot about banks go. Um, so yeah, I recorded a whole episode on that. If anyone is curious to hear more about it. Um, okay, next one. Um, the favorite, whether it's like an, a specific food or just entire meal um, that you ate this year. This is a big question. You guys are more foodies than I am, but um, we'll start with you, Jeff. What was yours? So one was really tough for me because because I am a food <laughs> nerd. But uh, usually it's the first thing that you think of when you ask a question. That's okay. the right answer. And the first thing right. that I think of was in Barcelona, the cured meats, mm. charcuteries. There was one yeah. place in particular uh that where we'd go for dinner and we just order a giant mound of cured meats <laughs> and that was dinner and uh it was it was incredible i can't even explain to you these it was, it's like a jamon serrano and a, f- a few other like some we didn't even know of, but it's just like melt in your mouth it was so mm. good like long dry cured meats spain's on another level with their charcuterie game yeah there and that was in madrid you get right or, uh, Barcelona, Barcelona, Barcelona you said. Gotcha. Nice. Diego, what about you? I'm going to cheat a little bit for this one and pull one from just the end of the la- the year before. Um, that was Octopus in Greece uh, in a little town called Ritimno, Ooh. which I really enjoyed. And, um, I can't do it. Oh. No, see, the problem was... Yeah, I, mean, I can't well, do it anymore. It, from that my documentary. Because of yeah, my... Yeah. The same. And that, that's exactly what I was about to say. So... It was, we were eating at this place probably three times a week. And then at some point we watched my octopus Mm -hmm. uh, teacher halfway through the chapter. And that was that. That was the last time we ever ate octopus. So here's me telling you, you just eat there once, (laughs) then watch it if you haven't watched it already. And then that's game over. And then never eat it again. It's funny, right? When I watched that documentary when I was in Costa Rica and like two days, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. And two days before I did, I was on the beach and it was like low, low tide. And this is so unusual. You never see this. There's this baby octopus that was just kind of like floating around a tide pool trying to get, it was like alive very much. It was like the size of my finger. And I was like, this is amazing. And then I watched the documentary and I was like, that was even more amazing. Yeah. Um, So 
glad you got that in before before you know that. we're there right yeah. now we Perfect. actually went diving in the place where where they filmed it in oh, the, yeah. the help force yeah Amazing. it's incredible you and we did yeah 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 we did we did see there was a big one kind of hiding um they, they saw two action oh, cool. in that time um I saw one. wow yeah, you really awesome. are full of wild you didn't even mention that wildlife when we recorded the south africa one so full full of wildlife there that's so fun um, so for me, I have like, mine were two winners, I'll be super quick. One was, um, Diego, what's the actual name? And so in Romania, like the chimney cakes, do you know what the actual word for it is? Jeff and I couldn't remember the other day. Uh, uh you, you mean those like dark ones yeah, with little bits of white in them? Long session. <laughs> no, it's like the little like, um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like turned, huh? Yes. If, I feel like you're good with real names. If it comes to you, let us know. But whatever the chimney, chimney cake, cake, there was one I had in Rome, in Romania specifically by, um, the Dracula castle. Um, was so good. Yeah, are you going to try to say the real name, Jeff? You're going to put it. K U R T O S K A L A C S. Kurtus Skalax. <laughs> I was not. with so many people in Romania who could like say it so well. And I was like, I can't pronounce like the word you were saying does not translate in my mouth. I don't. So chimney cake is like the Americanized word of it. But in Romania, it was that. But then there was also this. Um, in Bulgaria, they have chopska salads, which is like their equivalent of like a Greek salad. And the cheese in Bulgaria is like another level of amazing. And um, there's this one salad I had at the end of like a really like like a nine mile hike through the mountains. And it was this little mountain restaurant. And I literally was like, I just want anything. I, I just want it to be like a vehicle for this cheese. So it was a salad, but mm. that was that was mine. Okay, what was the weirdest food you ate, Diego, starting with you? Yeah, that's pretty easy. So I was, um, we, we had some guacamole in, uh, in Oaxaca and it has these little crickets in it. Um, and the crickets are sour and it's delicious, but it is really, really, really strange. Crickets? <laughs> yeah. I had those in Mexico as well. Yeah. Same what with mezcal. Yeah. Chapulines. Oh. Chapulines. Yeah, they're good. I actually like them. Uh, best one, that, uh, the weirdest one that I had, we went to a Tuscan butcher. He's like an eighth generation Tuscan butcher. I think he's on that show Top Chef or Chopped or something like that. And he's known for using parts of the animal that no other butcher can do. And I had like beef snout or face or something. Like it was part of the face. And it sounds gross. It's, it's weird. <laughs> and it was good. Love it. I actually didn't eat too many weird things this year. I was really curious what you guys did, but mine would have been when I was in, I got to Riga after like an overnight uh, bus. I was just tired. I ate like, I got this entire honeycomb, like bee honeycomb from a market and just like ate it. That's weird, but cool. I I was like, I need sugar. I need, I don't know. It just, it called to me. All right. uh, Most thrilling activity that you did. I'm going to guess I know Diego's, but we're going to start with Jeff. Maybe not, Diego. I don't know. <laughs> well, I've got one that's uh, that's going to beat everything before the end of the year. We're going skydiving, but let's back this. You're doing year that so on New far, Year's Eve, right? Yeah, yeah. So that technically counts. Um, before that, didn't do a whole lot of thrilling stuff this year, which is very unusual for me. Um, I'd say the most thrilling thing is I'm like in Prague, outside the uh, Prague in the Czech Republic, walked to this huge cliff overlooking this horseshoe bend and i was just looking straight down like i don't know it must have been like <laughs> 250 meters or something <laughs> i'm scared of heights so for me that was pretty pretty terrifying once or twice a year i do something that that height height wise terrifies the hell out of me so count that one in perfect diego what was yours oh uh, very much the same kind of thing <laughs> jumped off a bridge it was the third mm-hmm. highest bungee jump in the world here in uh in south africa definitely terrifying Coolest thing I will never do again. 
<laughs> That's a lot. I have not. I've done a lot of things, but I haven't bungee jumped still. Um, mine the Diego, you did this as well, but um, climbing to the top of a Cataneingo in 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 Guatemala, like outside of Antigua, Ooh, yeah. but to the top mm-hmm. of like more so just like the the climb up there, and then you go like down a volcano and up a volcano, and you're literally like you know meters away from this like exploding volcano. So just the overall experience was um, it was pretty cool. It was a lot. Okay, um, what was the the either the best or your favorite for whatever reason accommodation that you stayed in this year, Diego? Yeah, so we called it the uh, Shakira Villa um, because it's apparently a place where Shakira actually goes <laughs> on holiday, and this is in Colombia in Santa Marta, uh, right next to the park Tyrona, mm-hmm. which is this incredible, just like um, yeah, just jungly park that ends in you know yeah. the perfect Caribbean beach. And yeah, I've just never seen anything as stunning. If you're, you're in that house, the house itself is amazing. And we could get it because we were a big group of people. Mm. But then also just the views from there, we would just sit there and just look at the sunset. Um, for, you know, literally just an hour. Just I sitting remember there, those like, like rooftop, all the palm trees. He showed us. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had a call yeah, yeah. together. You were on it. We were on, on some it. calls with Diego um, while he was there. And we're just like, oh my God, look at that. Yeah. Incredible. That is my, that my kind of place. What about you, Jeff? That's a good one, Diego. Uh, the best one was easily Medellin and the mansion that we stayed in with the movie theater. <laughs> but my favorite one was actually in Jardin, which is uh, maybe three-hour drive outside of Medellin. And it's just like a tiny little town. And we stayed in these really comfy, they're like tiny little rooms, but they had a, a patio with a... Um, which we call it like a hammock. And then I had a hammock on the inside of it and something about it was just really, really cozy it. and it was easily nice. the most memorable thing. That's awesome. Mine um, was an Airbnb that our friend Sam found, Jeff. Um, so in Guatemala, there's a beach, um, the, the little, little town is called Sipacate. And there was this house where you had to like, we drove a couple hours, took a boat through these like mangroves. Like it was the only way to get to the house. And then it was just this whole property where you have, like these mangrove waters on the back side of the property and all the way through, it's like just yours, a beach on the other side. It's like, Diego, you would have loved, there's like a zillion palm trees and there's these cute little places in a, a like a pool where I, the whole entire weekend we were there for um, several nights, but we're just sitting there like, how is this our life? Like, how did we find this place? It's just one of those where I was like, why isn't everybody at this beach at this, at this Airbnb? It was amazing. Um, and it was just a really fun group. So that was mine. Um, okay, worst accommodation you stayed in this year. So also the truths, we've got the highs and the lows of nomad life. What was yours, Jeff? Although maybe you've already told us. <laughs> no, uh, actually, oh, I, not I forgot about it. I, no, <laughs> I kind of kind of blocked it out. It was the second place we stayed in in Barcelona. And somehow they did an amazing job with Airbnb fuckery. <laughs> because... <laughs> The reviews were good. The pictures were good. But once we got in there, it was a cave and we'd booked it for like three weeks. And it was like one of those Ooh. ones where there's there's no like no windows in your rooms. Yeah. Um, there was no space in it. It smelled just dank. It was Ooh. really, really gross. Mm-hmm. And Sam was like, no, no, I'm not <laughs> staying here. I am not staying here. <laughs> we ended up finding a better place after like two, three days. It was kind of like a fun 
experiment you know it's like uh you know it's like when you feel like you're you're young and you go on like some some random trip and you don't care where you stay right, but then we're like we're not we're, young we're, and we have to we're work adult and... pro- we're adult professionals <laughs> and i need somewhere to plug in my goddamn laptop so <laughs> that, uh, yeah barcelona uh, a shocking barcelona coming in number one there all right surprising diego what about you yeah again i think i'm gonna cheat on this one uh i'm gonna go with the volcano the little hut at the top of the volcano hike um, there was like, we, it was like eight of us in like road up, lined up like sardines in there. And every, what, 10 to 15 oh minutes, you'd hear the volcano exploding. So it was probably the worst night of sleep of the year. But, but, you know, it was, a, it was an experience. It was a great experience. That's so funny. You and I were there different weekends, but I also stayed in that little hut. I wouldn't yeah, think yeah. of it as the worst because, like, I knew what I was in for. I mean, but no, for that's sure, so for funny. Sure. But but the experience, <laughs> but yeah, worst night of sleep of my whole life, and so cold. Right? Right? So cold <laughs> <laughs> yep. And yeah, eight people, literally eight friends, just like huddled in there. We're like, I need warm. After a day of hiking, um, so it's also smelly. That's oh perfect. God. Yes. Yeah, it's like too good. Just like you have all your hiking clothes <laughs> on, it's too cold and too lazy to take off. Um, okay, so mine was, I already mentioned it, but in Riga in Latvia, that basement apartment, Airbnb, fuck up <laughs> as well. But like, yeah, our mm-hmm. bedroom had like not one window. It was dark. And then I couldn't end up working in any cafes because of the COVID vaccine thing. And I had to work from uh, this dark place. It was bad. I was not a happy person. Is that right before um, you went home? Is that when you, is that when you yep. called it quits? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I kind of had to go home anyway at that time, but I was like, I've never, gotta... I'm usually not happy to go back home to the States yeah. ever. And it's the first time where I was like, I'm so happy to go back. We <laughs> so, both had so that grateful. moment twice this year in Colombia yeah. one, when I got the food poisoning yes, <laughs> fiasco of 2021, just yep. a record breaking food poisoning. And then yeah. the second time, yeah, when I got like a hernia ankle, we'll, we'll save that. That was my worst moment. But yeah, yeah. we both have been ejected out of out of our travels. I did that in Guatemala too. Like, I'll get to that one. All right, yeah. so that was some of the lows. Back to a high. What was a moment where you just thought, like, you were living your digital nomad life, and you just thought to yourself, like, I can't believe this is my life. Like, this moment is so incredible. Um, hmm. Diego, I'm going to start with you. You know what? This this is coming up a lot on this call, but I want to take you back to the to the volcano. Um, so we were oh, we got wow. it has uh, all it your highs and lows. It, and highs, yeah, <laughs> worst accommodation, but best moment. Um, no, so it, it was it was sort of there's a you do the first hike, you get to the the place where you sleep, and then they tell you, do you want to do another hike? Which means that you're going to go closer <laughs> to the volcano, right? And most people are shattered; they don't so really hard. want to do it. It was it was tough. That was a, that was really tough to do that one afterwards. And, but for those who say yes, so you then go down the mountain and then you go back up another mountain, but that's the one where it's actually like where the volcano is, right? Where it's actually exploding. Yeah. And so my girlfriend and I were hiking up that one and, um, we were on the last way up and her knees were just hurting and, and like, she was, she was ready to give up. And I was really worried as well. Cause you you, you know what it's like, like you got to take care of those things. And, um, we were basically just talking it through, we're about to go back. And then in the end, she was like, I haven't come all this way to not go up. Right. And so we're like, okay, fine, let's do it. Right. The whole group was already gone. So we just walked up really, really slowly. The second that we got to like, just past the sort of like dip of the hill at the mountain at the top, um, it was just the biggest explosion that we saw that night, literally right in front of us. It, it was crazy because if we had been literally 20 seconds slower, we wouldn't have seen that. And this that entire, ep- it. and it didn't happen again. So like it that was it. Like the, <laughs> there were clouds on wow. top of the mountain the whole time. That was part of the reason we said, we're not going to do it. Yeah. 
And then they just cleared out. We had this one explosion and then the clouds came back in. And then when we got, so that was, that was amazing. That was one of those moments where you're like, you know, she was crying. Like it was, it was incredible. And um, <laughs> we got to the top then. And what you were seeing is like in the distance on the one side of the mountain, you were seeing um, the town and some lights and all that. And then there's this other yeah. volcano over there that has this, this river of lava that was actually active mm, at that time. So you're kind of seeing that. It, it looked like, it looked uh, post-apocalyptic. It looked like it was like, what is <laughs> literally dinosaur yeah. world over there, right? And then yeah. in front of you, you've got this volcano that's just erupting and there's, you know, clouds, nuts, right? And then on the other side, literally, like, it wow. feels like you can touch the, the clouds. There is this wall of clouds yeah. on the other side and this crazy thunderstorm happening, like, at, you know, oh my gosh. Height, at the height of, like, your, your, you know, your eye level. It's nuts. And all of this is happening at the same time. And and I, I, I mean, I went to the guy. I was like, "Are we going to die?" And uh, he said, "No, no, no. Those clouds—they never—they never come over here. They just chill out over there." But they were right next to you, you know. I, I've never been next to wow. a storm. Um, so just all yeah. of that it was just like this—you know—this isn't real, right? Good one. That's epic. It actually—I um, just want to chime into that because it's funny huh. how you can have ex- totally different experiences in the exact same place. So again, I did that several weeks before Diego. Did the same, like when he he undersold how grueling that hike is up. Like it's no switchback trails. You were climbing straight up a mountain, like two thousand meters. Like it's it's insane. But we got to the top and it was so windy and so cold that like people literally got there and were like, "Fuck it, I'm turning around. Like I got to get off this mountain." Oh, like no. we hardly saw anything. It was cloudy. Wow. It was cold. It was wow. like miserable. And that was one where I was like, "That was not worth the the effort that it was." Um, it was so like it was it was so cool. Like I'm still looking back that I did it, but like I feel like everybody else had that moment on the top of it that you did, and we were just like, it's cold, we can't see, it's cloudy, I gotta get off. So it's like all that work, not for nothing, but it's just funny how you just never know with travel, like what you'll get on that day. But that's an epic one, Diego. I'm so glad you had that. Um, Jeff, what was what was your uh, moment loving loving digital nomad life this year? Uh, more like a, a collection of moments. Again, going back to uh, Medellin, but in Poblado, I stayed outside Poblado for about a month and then I moved into Poblado. And it's just a, a, a feeling being there when your friends are all scattered around and you get a text from somebody. Like you get a text from Diego, gonna, you know, let's go work at Pergamino. And you're like, oh, sweet. And you just go walk across the street and <laughs> your buddy's over there and you go, go grab a coffee. That's the best feeling for me. It's Aww. just having all these friends. Aww, Right specifically having Diego there and, you know, have little coffee dates. Um, so it's like a collection of those. It's just heartwarming. Is that all that was to you? Oh, my God. Huh? <laughs> Only the best moment of his whole year, Diego, was getting coffee with you. Little coffee, coffee dates. Right? <laughs> big deal for me. <laughs> coffee dates with Diego. That's another podcast. Yes, you guys need to do that soon. That is really cute and sweet. I love you guys are like the exact opposite of like like huge moment to just like everyday life. That's that's really yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, mine was kind of similar to yours, Jeff, in a way. So mine was in, in my two months living in Costa Rica. We were literally in a house mm-hmm. on the beach, just with like twenty friends living in this giant house, which I love. And just every day, I could I was like waking up, looking at the ocean, walking on the beach, just like living in my mm-hmm. happy place with so many friends where it was just every day I woke up there. I was just like, I felt like I was surrounded by like my happiest favorite people. Not all of them because you guys uh, didn't come, me? but I know a lot, a lot of really great oh. people. A lot of people that you all know. I wish you had been there. You is, this pay- uh, is this payback? Is this payback? Just because I said my favorite <laughs> moment was with Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
As uh, all my favorite, favorite people, people are. Oh, none of them are on this podcast right now. That's odd. Uh, anyways, I said some of my favorites. I don't think I said that. What I, what I meant is some of my just some really awesome people. Um, but wish that you guys had. I tried to get you guys to come one day. We'll all get back there. But that was my just like again waking up there every day. I was like, why do I not just live at the beach every day? So fair enough. Loved that. Okay. So again, we're alternating between highs and lows. What was your very lowest travel moment of the year? And I think that these are so important because I think I always tell people with nomad life, you have the highest of highs, like way more than you'll have just living normal life, but you also have lower lows, I think often than normal life. So, so Jeff, what was yours? It was easily coming back from Vienna. I had to, (laughs) yeah, this was a travel fuck up, right? (laughs) um no just your lowest travel moment um so different than a travel fuck up but just like that moment i think you're saying like maybe your hernia or you and your sick traveling or just kind of like that moment where you're like why am i away from home what have i done in my life why am i here those of you that didn't listen to the the medical podcast that we had last time (laughs) where you had me just complaining and bitching about everything i had a series of stuff happen between spain and romania and just to build this up very quickly, um, I had a root canal and a crown. And then shortly afterwards, um, I got diagnosed with a hernia, meaning I couldn't work out or I couldn't do any like hit workouts, push-ups, sit-ups, like everything that I do in the morning. And, and it just left me with cardio. So that day after I get diagnosed with a hernia, I'm like, okay, I'm going to run. I'm just going to run until I get this thing fixed. That same day, I pulled my Achilles tendon. So I had a yeah, I had a root canal and a oh, sore man. tooth that wouldn't go away after I got it fixed. Um, I had a hernia and then I had a, a, like a torn Achilles or something. So that moment, <laughs> that I was, was bitchy. I was not happy with life. <laughs> Very upset. It's a good one. It's fair. What about you, Diego? <laughs> yeah, I thought our, our coffee date in Romania was a little bit grumpy. Now I know why. <laughs> good, good to know it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was um for for me it was i think the lowest moment yeah was kind of <clears throat> actually just just now recently uh or maybe i have the memory of a goldfish and i can't really think further back but <laughs> after um now two years of this whole COVID thing and obviously you know running running wi-fi tribe which is a co-living company that uh kind of does travel you can imagine there isn't really a worse model that you could be doing um during during the pandemic but here we are <laughs> And just when I thought that everything was starting to get easier, um, out comes Omicron. And it turns out that it's in our backyard. Like we, we are at the epicenter of the, of the next <laughs> outbreak. So, you know, lo and behold, we, we, uh, a bunch of us get it. And um, I'm, I self-isolated here for, uh, for about 10 days as well in my room. So I was, I was grounded. Um, but yeah, I think that the biggest, like the frustration with that really from a travel perspective was it's kind of thinking like, ah, oh, here we go again. You know, just when you think like you've, you've kind of done it for a few years. Uh-huh. Um, and then being right at that point where you, you know, coming home for Christmas for me is a big deal because um, I get to see uh, the family. It's just, I don't know. There's something so wholesome about about celebrating Christmas with family and somehow weirdly healing. Um, and it was so much back and forth. We didn't know if we were going to be able to make it. I mean, we still don't. We're going to get our flight tomorrow, hopefully, if I come back negative uh-huh. on this next test. So there's so many, uh, yeah, unknowns. Um, well, I guess in the next podcast, I'll let you know where we ended up <laughs> as of right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, the drum unfolds. Will Diego get from Cape Town to Germany home for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That was a tough, some tough days for you for sure. 
Um, mine would be Guatemala. I got, um, I thought it was food poisoning at first, but then like a bunch of us got it, but it was this stomach virus, this norovirus. And we, I was living in a, in a great house with a bunch of friends and it was like right when our month um, kind of rental had ended. So we all were kind of scattered, just moving around. I just moved into this hotel with a couple of people who were like also in the same hotel friends, but I was by myself and came down with the stomach virus where I was just like up at like three in the morning, like throwing up everything out of my system that I, that I ever had. And like, it felt, I was like, I just, I don't know if I'm going to live. <laughs> like it was, I knew I would, but you know, it was like one of those just dark, sick moments in the middle of the night oh, alone. God. And I was like, I want to go home. What am I doing? Oh. Um, so that was, that was a really hard one, but yeah, that was good. All right. Um, so we're going to just, in, and just to keep it for time, we may skip a couple of the questions I had. So it may not be all 21 of them. Um, but let's talk about, I'm just going to keep going for some of these, but who is the most memorable or interesting person that you came across in your travels this year? Um, I'd say the most, uh, well, I'd say she's very interesting in particular as a digital nomad. Um, Diego Nero Julie, actually, Marissa, you might've met her, uh, a refugee lawyer, just like, no. a. Uh, yeah, Jeff, uh, get, Julie, get your own she's in, and I wrote this answer down. Like this isn't, this isn't just right now. She's, she ah, better listen to this. Podcast. You're going to love this. <laughs> She's going to have, who is this person? Okay. So you can both chime in together. Who is this it, most, if both of you in the whole world of the same most. That's impressive. Huh? Separately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we can share this one for, I, for, I think it's a very, First off, I didn't know that that was a thing, a refugee lawyer. And I also didn't know that it was a thing that you could do while being a digital nomad. I just was kind of shocked by that. I think it's a pretty cool profession. I think it's extra cool that she's doing that somehow as a digital nomad. And uh, in Africa, I think she's been in Africa the last couple of months. I haven't talked to her in a while, though. Yours was the same, Diego? Diego's Absolutely. like, Very <laughs> I just stole it and he's better. <laughs> and I, I am wow. upset. Where did you, bo- did you both meet her in the same place? Uh, Jeff, excuse me. I was first. Like I met her first. <laughs> we met. We met in Santa Marta, and then I introduced Jeff to oh. her in uh, in Medellin when we were all there. <laughs> no, all, all I'll do is maybe just add amazing. a little bit to that. So, on top of just this crazy job that she has, that that's obviously super inspiring. And yeah, how are you doing this remotely? Is this even a, a thing that people do remotely? Um, she just has so much energy, like an unbelievable amount of energy, and just she's just so. Yeah, just so so confident in being herself. Um, you know, that's actually how I describe you, Marissa, when people ask me about Aww, about you. Um, that you're just another. so happy being Marissa, <laughs> just so very very at ease and and confident in that, which is amazing. Yeah, there you go. Free free uh, compliments going around. And the other thing about her as well, I'm not sure if it's the same with you, Marissa, but she is so kind. She is such a no. No, it definitely is the same. She is she is a super <laughs> stupid kind human being. So like all of that packaged up, now you know why we were both, I think, Aww. so together. That, that I do have to say that just of like literally being in so many countries all over the world, you guys have the same most interesting kind of like memorable person is, that is, is really amazing. That is really So nuts. I didn't meet her. Maybe she'd be mine too. Maybe I'll make that as a goal for 2022 to, to meet this fabulous woman. But uh, mine was, I mentioned this briefly in one of the first episodes we did, but I have a lot of Guatemala moments, but it was this witch doctor who I met in Guatemala accidentally. I was like in this nice hotel working by a pool, Diego, like where we all were to check out. And we were talking about cryptocurrency and this guy just chimed in, like talking about it. And then suddenly we started getting in this deeper conversation about like 
past lives and Akashic Records. And I went on like several different, like I, I kept like meeting up with him. He was this fascinating old man who would do, um, he did a lot. He was a doctor though. He would do like an actual doctor, but he would do all of this work, like saving people like who had no money in Guatemala. He was really amazing. So like, I'll probably never see him again. I don't know if he even really existed, like no phone number, no nothing, but uh, I was like in touch with the assistant who was with him. So anyway, that was, that was mine for sure. Okay. Um, I think we can't not do the travel fuck up moment. Cause these are, these are so important. Oh, even after all of our tra- like the, that one's still a little tender. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we can fast fire okay. some of these as well and we'll, we'll manage to get, oh. get through them. But okay, yeah, we'll, right. do that. we'll do that. But these deserve a story because I think with Nomad, you know, even us who have all been traveling for many, many years all over, like we still fuck up all the time. So Diego, let's start with yours. What was yours this year? All right. I can actually be pretty quick on this one. So I got into South Africa and um, my girlfriend coming from Romania had to go through all of this effort to try to get her visa into South Africa. She was super nervous coming in there. We were going together. I was like, I'm coming in from Germany. I'm going to be fine. I go like, I don't even think about it, right? She, <laughs> my girlfriend gets right through, no problem. It gets to, to, to her check and mine. And the lady just looks at me. She's like, you are lucky that I'm feeling nice today because I'm about oh. to send you back because you don't have any more pages on your passport. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, guys, get enough pages on your passport. Oh, it's a oh my gosh. Are yeah. so you going get, to get more when you go home to Germany, I guess? Yes, because I can't rely on people being nice. Back in your country. <laughs> back in, yes. And things in. are taking a long time with, with COVID, so good luck with that. <laughs> but uh, that is... That is funny because it's like traveling, traveling so much. That is your problem. You have so so many stamps. Um, that's a good one. And I'm glad you had a nice person because you easily could have been sent home. I'm, I'm going to go um, with semi nice. <laughs> could have been nicer. Nice enough to let you in. <laughs> what was yours, Jeff? This one, this one's still pretty raw. Coming home from Ooh. Vienna in November, uh, get to Vienna Airport uh, 4 a.m. before everything's open, and I've got a connecting flight to Amsterdam and Amsterdam straight to SFL, right? So I go and sit in the lounge, I'm exhausted, and I see Amsterdam, um, the gate and the flight, and I go to the gate, and it says, the gate now says like 7.05 as opposed to 6.50. I'm all, oh, it's running a little late. And then I go to scan my ticket once it starts boarding people, and they're like, you don't have a ticket to this plane. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was (laughs) sitting at a terminal to Amsterdam, right next to the other terminal, also going to Amsterdam within 15 minutes of each other. I ran the other terminal. I missed my flight to Amsterdam <laughs> and I missed my flight to SFO. I didn't even, I never heard the story. No, well, I don't like to talk about it. That's <laughs> <laughs> shame. Jeff has never even told us. We know everything. I'm, I'm glad you asked. I don't talk about it ever again. That, this was too much. It was Yeah, horrible. now I know I got to ask the right questions. Well, thank you for sharing that brave answer and, and being honest yeah. with us, Jeff. We appreciate your vulnerability. Very brave. <laughs> yep. Oh my God, so funny. Um, mine, um, for mine this year, back to Europe, obviously. So I was on a zillion, I was traveling really quickly um, on different, you know, cars, buses, trains, like booking things fast. And um, I was headed to Poland, I guess from, uh, I was from Prague to Poland. And we show up to the train station and like actually have a little bit of extra time, which is really unusual for me. By extra time, I mean like five minutes, like more than normal. And so we go up and we go and we get on this, like go to the train station, you know, the platform it says that it's leaving from, um, you know, everything's in a different language. We just like jump on. We're like looking for our seats and like, you know, some, we thought it was going to, with, with trains, sometimes just jump on where you can in case it leaves. So then you kind of walk through the cars to like find your, your seat. 
and we're going and I was like, I don't see the seat car. And then it's like four or five minutes before it's supposed to leave and the train starts moving. So I was like, oh, thank God we got on it early. And then, and then all of a sudden we're like, wait, trains don't ever leave early. Like There's they no leave train, on yeah. the minute. <laughs> so we like, I'm oh. never going to get anywhere early again. I was, I was four minutes early, didn't check and got on the wrong train. And so now nobody speaks a word of English. It's this like angry Polish conductor. I'm trying to like figure out, I was like, I don't know where, like I could be heading to Ukraine right now. Like, where am I going? Where, you know, luckily I didn't have anywhere I like had to be. So it's just an inconvenience. But um, after an hour and a half of like being on the train, trying to see, I was like, all right, we're turning in a different direction than where I think I'm supposed to be going. And eventually find someone who speaks English is like talking with the conductor translating for us. And she finds us literally an hour and a half into this three hour train ride, um, a different like platform. She's like, if you get off right here, your original train is actually going to be here in 15 minutes. So we like hopped off, waited, almost hopped on the wrong train again. And the conductor was like, no, stop. Like such a mess. But um, yeah, so it was a fuck up that ended up happening. Okay. But in that hour we were just like, Oh my God, where am I going? I don't know what's going to happen. And uh Yep. So still make mistakes. Okay. Jumping ahead to the best weekend trip you did. So again, digital nomad life, we usually book a place for like a month or so. And then on the weekends, we'll go on adventures from our, our little hub. Um, so Diego, what was a favorite weekend trip? I feel like you've had a lot of epic ones, even just in South Africa, but uh, what was one that you did? Yeah, I'm just going to throw Salento back out there again. We went there again, and I've gone there now, I think, for the third or fourth time. I love that place. It's a, you know, all these, like, colorful (laughs) Colombian houses on top of a hill, rolling hills with coffee plantations. And then there's these, the world's tallest, skinniest palm trees. Um, It looks like Jurassic Park. I'll I'll leave it there. It's epic. You have to go. Put it on your list. Wow. More than all your Cape Town adventures. Salento podcast. You guys love Salento. Yeah, you guys do that one next. Columbia (laughs) Columbia podcast. Me and you, Diego. We're just going to do a Columbia podcast. Oh, yeah. We're just going to fanboy out. You guys keep saying you're going to do all these, and then I'm going to organize them for you and just like set (laughs) set it on your calendar to go record. (laughs) Coffee coffee in Columbia. You can do both. Um, Great answer. All right, Jeff, what was your favorite weekend trip this year? I'm going to say probably Hardeen again in Columbia. That was... um, it was it was fun. I just I love Colombia. You go to these tiny little towns in Colombia. Um, it's just charming. The people are always really nice. Um, same thing there. It was just really cool. It's a good trip. Perfect. All right, mine was uh, just two in Guatemala. It was that beach I talked about, and then Lake Atitlan in Guatemala was was really magical. That was well. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you have like a, a one word answer for your least your most disappointing weekend trip, what would you say, Diego? You know, I have to skip on this one. Of all of the questions, I could not come up with an answer. Wow, so, pretty good. Sorry. What about you, Sorry, Jeff? it's just fun. Couldn't either. Couldn't either. Oh, my gosh. I, I, nothing, yeah, yeah nothing, nothing jumped out at me. All right. I went with Dracula's Castle in Romania. How dare but... you? There's a thing. End the wow. podcast. That's, that's a wrong answer. <laughs> It was, kind of, it was like it was so weird that it was fine. Like, but I, I, it was also one where I was like, if I had to choose, none was like so terrible. Just really my whole time in Europe. But that was. Can I go back weekend. to best weekend trips? Um, so I can counter that. <laughs> I love it. All you... right, we're wrapped. No, no, no. You're just objectively oh. wrong. No, it's fine. We oh, can move fair. on. Just as long fair. as good. All right, this one's for two of you. One word answers because we're down to the wire here for time. But um, favorite coffee, most favorite and least favorite coffee you had this year? Yeah, uh, Bucharest, same thing. I'm going to go with uh, South Africa for the least favorite. And that I think is mostly because it's been hyped up and then it didn't live up to the hype. 
from my humble Fair. perspective. Juan <laughs> Valdez, Juan Valdez, Colombia, worst coffee. Nice. Fair All enough. right. Fair enough. Um, okay. So as you guys look back at 2021, how do you think travel has changed you this year? And it can be like a fairly short answer, but Jeff, what about you? I'd say that um, the biggest surprise was I can work uh, in Europe and Eastern Europe pretty easily mm-hmm. because you get the, I get the entire morning and early afternoon off to do whatever the hell mm-hmm. I want to do. And then I work cool. until like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock night, which I thought would be terrible. It wasn't, it was totally fine. Amazing. Good for anyone listening who's considering that, especially because Jeff is like a morning person who likes to get his work done in the morning and like turn off. So that's cool. That's cool. You could do that. Uh, Diego, what about you? You might get a really weird one for me. So I'm going to go with more tired. I am more tired. I am more serious. <laughs> I think what I'm going to do to fix this is I am going to travel slower. I am yeah. going to think more about being a little bit of an expat in, expat in places and then do these intense adventures um, where I'm, you know, mm. properly disconnecting from work and doing something that's really, really awesome and out there. Um, so I want to, that's how I want to kind of live my next year and more yeah, time with old amazing. friends, reunions. Yes. We're trying to convince Jeff to come to reunion with us or to a reunion uh, experience Which is with right. us in Mauritius. It's like next to right the next country reunion. reunion. <laughs> I heard we messed that one up. Very confusing. <laughs> Yes, I, I thought that was ironic, actually. But Jeff, we're still we're still fighting hard for you to come join us in Mauritius in, in February. Um, but that's a great lesson, Diego. I feel like I'm kind of getting closer to that as as well. Of yeah, slowing down to places I love and just the people that I really want to be with. Um, for me, the additional lesson on top of that this year was to really um, genuinely just go to the places that I want to go, not like forcing myself to go to new places and like allowing myself to go back to places that I really, really love. And as we're leaving, Jeff, you can hop off, but what's your kind of 10 of thoughts for 2022 travel plans? And we'll wrap up there. Jeff, I'll let you go first in case you got to hop. Okay. You're good. All right. I'm going to go with then. Um, it's going to be Bali, um, Egypt and Mauritius. And that is as much as I know. Ooh, I didn't know you're going to Egypt. Um, amazing. So for me, I'm tentatively thinking maybe Mexico back to Playa at the beginning of the year and then um, Mauritius with Diego. And then I don't know, maybe a couple other places nearby, but I really want to spend some time in Bali after that. And then the second half of the year is totally to be determined. So amazing. That's a wrap guys. Thank you so much for sharing all of these ups and downs of 2021. It's so fun to kind of look back and recap with you guys. And I hope everyone listening enjoyed the, the again, the true highs and lows of digital nomad life and, and through our 2021 journey. And we can't wait to see what 2022 has in store for us and for you listening, who hopefully will be traveling by then as well. So bye everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. So that is a wrap for us on 2021. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. As you heard, we really love recording it. We love to share the real truths behind the curtains of what it's like to live as a digital nomad. And that's not just the glamorous parts, which absolutely exist. But as you heard in this podcast, it is the the ups, the down, the good, the bad, the amazing, the terrible, all of it in between. But it really leads to such an amazingly full life, full of growth and adventure. 
and challenges and we wouldn't have it any other way. So as you can hear, hopefully as well, the three of us just have so much fun uh, chatting about this life and this lifestyle with you. And we love to help you come live this life as well. So if you're not already part of our email list, what are you waiting for? We send some really fun stuff all about jobs you can get, different podcasts that we're launching, different programs, workshops, all of the above. So check out beachcommute.com slash 91. That's just the number 91. It'll give you 91 different job titles that people in our community are doing as they are traveling the world and living all over the way that you heard us live in this podcast. So join that if you haven't already today, because we're going to be launching some really exciting programs in 2022 that we can't wait for you to join and be a part of so that you can come live this life with us. Maybe we'll see you on the road or if you're out traveling on your own or with others, however you desire, but we want to help you live this freedom filled life and make that choice. So we will see you in the new year and we hope that you had a great 2021 as well.